There you go. Fair, yeah. fair time. Okay, great. So James chapter 1 of the church Bible that's towards the back of the, the Bible. Um, James was a letter that a guy called James, who was the brother of Jesus, wrote. And he wrote it probably in, in a few decades after Jesus was around on earth. And he wrote it to people who were going through difficult times to encourage them. So you could say he wrote it to us, if you want, if anyone's going through a difficult time. I'm going to start at verse 1. Let's read. Is everybody there? Page 1213 in the church Bible. Okay. So James 1 verse 1 down to verse 4. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And then jump down with me to verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Okay. So, key words in that passage is perseverance. Anyone shout out any other words for perseverance? It's a bit of a weird word. Endure. Endure, yeah, endurance, enduring. Holding on. Holding on. Podding on, yeah, podding on, absolutely. Keeping going. Keeping going. Yep, anything else? Not giving up. Don't give up. About being patient. Standing firm, but keep going. That's Bryony got that one. That's the title of the message, just keep going. And that's what I want us to be encouraged this morning, to keep going. Okay, so talking about endurance and um, perseverance, I like long distance running. Well, let's just say, I'm getting back into it. <laughs> I went out for a run yesterday and Richard bumped into me and I was walking. He was very kind, he didn't laugh. <laughs> so um, that's all right. Um, but I, I, like, I like long distance running, but I like it when it's sunny and I, I like it when I'm feeling strong and when I'm feeling energetic. And I like it when, you know, the leaves are beautiful and, you know, everything's glorious. I like it when everything's going well. <laughs> I don't like it quite so much when it's cold dark and a bit rainy I don't really like it when I'm feeling tired or grumpy yeah so that's why I say I like it in theory (laughs) Um, so life isn't always sunny as we know there's things that people go through (coughs) life is hard things happen challenges come our way and um, James is talking about that in his passage and also the passage that Richard read earlier about persevering and fixing our eyes on, on Jesus. These, these men who, who wrote the letters were trying to encourage the church in difficult times. So, trials. So, the word in the Greek, because I looked it up, it's a weird word, I'm not going to get it right, but perasmos, don't know how you pronounce it, perasmos. It means testing, 
trial or it could mean temptation as well. Okay, you've heard the phrase, these things are sent to try us, yeah. and try us they do. Yeah, so trials happen to everybody. If you've been around over the last few years, you'll know that there was a pandemic. <laughs> that was a trial that was a universal trial that affected everybody in the entire world for several years. But trials can also be small things. They could be things that nobody else but you and the Lord know about that's in your heart. But it could be something that's taking all your attention, taking all your... Uh, your vision and it's you know whatever you're struggling with is just completely in, in your mind and you can't see a way forwards but, but trials come along okay is anybody going through a trial at the moment or has anyone been through a trial i'm not going to make you say what it is yes. so i'm talking to people who are going through trials or people who've been through trials it's relevant to everybody um james is saying count it pure joy Brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, is anybody enjoying their trial <laughs> at the moment? What's wrong with you? I mean, come on, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be happy and, and celebrate it. No, I, I don't think that's what he's saying. Um, if a trial is a bit like a test or an exam, children, do you enjoy exams? No. Do you know anyone who enjoys exams? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> something wrong with you <laughs> but most of the time we don't enjoy tests or trials or exams or difficult things because it's not fun and I don't think James is, is saying we have to go around with a big smile on our face and pretending everything's fine I don't think he's saying that we have to be dancing and celebrating when, when things are really hard but that's not what he's saying but we'll come back to what he's saying in a second I'm going to tell you a story so back to the running I um, have a dear friend and colleague called Paul who in 2019 said, Katie, why don't we do the marathon? And I was like, yeah, I don't think so. See you later. I'll, I'll cheer for you. It's fine. Um, I don't think that's a good idea. At the time, I didn't do any exercise at all. Um, but for some reason, I was persuaded. So we set out on our training program. I think at the time I could run, um, I could run maybe about 400 metres. <laughs> so marathon is 26 and a bit miles. So started out at my 400 metres. I said, like, oh, my heart's about to explode. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Better stop. Okay, so I went, went home. I did another one. Okay, it was just as bad. The first three weeks were terrible, I think. By the time I got to maybe week three or four, it started to feel a bit better. I could do, I could run without exploding. <laughs> I could um, get to maybe one kilometer, two kilometers. And so we, we gradually built up some exercise tolerance. We gradually built up some endurance. And after a few months, we did our first training race. So that we got a medal. That is a 10-kilometer medal. So it was, a, it was a run called Run in the Dark. So it's a little moon on the medal. Somebody running. That was around Battersea Park. And at the time, it felt like a really good achievement. It was like, wow, a few months ago, I couldn't hardly run at all, but now I can do 10 kilometers. And then after a couple of months, we did our next training run, which was 
Thorpe and Egham Half Marathon. So I'm quite proud of that one as well. A little picture of the Magna Carta and Thorpe Park theme park. So that was really nice. Um, that was hard work, <laughs> not going to lie. That, that felt really difficult. And then we did a few more. Ask me where my marathon medal is. Yeah, where's your marathon medal? Where's my marathon medal? You haven't collected it yet. I haven't got it yet. <laughs> so we had COVID. The race was cancelled. We'd got up to about 18 miles. And to be honest, at that point, we'd got up to 18 miles. It's a long way. The race was only a few weeks away. <clears throat> Why didn't we just say, you know what? The race is cancelled, but we'll just do our race anyway. We'll just, whatever run around the park 60 times or something and you know just just do it and collect the sponsorship and and finish what we set out to do but we didn't we didn't we got discouraged and we got frustrated and we didn't know what was going on and so we didn't collect the mar the medal for the marathon which is a bit sad really but that's okay the good thing about running events is that everybody who does a bit of running. Everybody who crosses the line gets a medal. So it doesn't matter if you walk over the finish line because you're tired. It doesn't matter if you sprint over and get the best time you've ever got. It doesn't matter if you're hobbling with somebody holding you up. As long as you cross the line, everybody gets a medal. And that's what we're promised as well. If we keep going, if we keep persevering, we're gonna get a reward. We're going to get a crown of life. Um, so I'm jumping around a bit, so bear with me. So I wanted to share a little bit from my own life as well. So everyone's been through trials, and I've been through a few different trials myself. Um, I could tell you about losing three grandparents in a year. That wasn't a good year. I could tell you about being so depressed that I was just crying all the time for next to no reason, and if I was on my own and somebody came back 10 minutes later, they'd find me crying. Um, I could tell you about the struggle of, of not having children. I could tell you about um, being in a rehab home and it closing down as I was working in the rehab home and suddenly having to find solutions for six men who needed help, but there was no, there was no rehab home for them. Um, but I wanted to share today for some reason, and I've got permission from Ken to share this. Um, Ken was very unwell in his mind about 10 years ago, so 20, no, 12 years ago, 2010, he was very unwell. So he was at university, and we got married a couple of years before that, I was working as a physio. Um, and he was very, very depressed, to the point where, you know, getting out of bed was a good thing, getting out of the house was an even bigger thing. Um, he was meant to be doing his university work, he wasn't able to do it. He was seeing things that weren't there. He was very, very sick. He didn't want to seek support from mental health services. Um, he didn't think it was the right thing for him, and I actually agreed. Um, but I was quite naive. I didn't really know how to handle it or what to do. I wasn't really functioning at work. I was really stressed. My boss actually said, Katie, you know, you're missing this. You're not doing this. This is all going wrong. Take some time off sick, please, and then come back when you're better which I was really grateful for. Um, but God brought us through it. And I'm gonna come back to how God brought us through it in a bit, but it was really, really difficult. But know that God brought us through it. And, and Ken is now, well, doing really well. 
Um, okay. Coming back to the passage. Let's get back to the passage. So James chapter 1 again. So why can Christians have joy in trial? Because I don't think anybody can just say I'm having joy in a trial. I think it's something that's special that applies only to Christians. Um, I think if we read verse 2 and 3 again. So consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when we face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So God uses trials to change us. And that's, that's what he's interested in. He wants to change us. He wants to make us better. He wants to make us mature so that we look more like him. We look more like our Heavenly Father. Um, verse 4 says, so that we're mature and complete and not lacking anything. Going through trials changes us, and it, it, it's, it's a process. If we keep holding on, it's a process that, that can result in a changed character. Um, Romans chapter 5, verse, I think it's verse 3 or something, talks about how suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character. And God's interested in, in what's in our hearts. He's interested in, in what's inside, and sometimes he uses trials to show us what's going on inside and, and to change us. Um, there isn't really time to kind of explore why God allows suffering and why these things happen. I don't think, I think I would say he doesn't take joy in our suffering, he doesn't want us to suffer, but when it comes along, he redeems it, he uses the trials, he redeems it, he takes it and flips it on his head and, and somehow uses it for our benefit. Okay. The second thing I would say is God uses trials to bring us closer to him. If we're really struggling and we can't manage, then we have to turn to God because we can't do it on our own. We have to come to him and we have to say, Father, can you help me out because this is not working out. I don't know what to do. Can you come and help me? And trials make, make us depend on God. If we, if we choose to to come closer to him in that time, then he will step in and he will turn things around. And trials produce perseverance and it builds our faith. So coming back to the marathon training, if I never did the training ones, if I just said to Paul, oh yeah, we'll just run a marathon, that's fine. And if I just decided to show up on marathon day or half marathon day with no training, I don't think it would have been a very pretty picture. I think it would have been a big mess and I don't think I would have got to the end. Definitely wouldn't have run it. Maybe I could have walked it. It might have taken me two days or something. But so going through trials is a bit like building up a perseverance muscle and a faith muscle. So when we go through a trial, when we go through something, whatever that might be, if we go through it and we hold on to God, and God brings us through and we're out the other side. Okay, we might be a bit exhausted, we might be a bit hurt from the trial, or a bit, you know, just our head might just need a bit of a head, head space just because we've been through something so heavy. But if we hold on and we get through, then we know that God can bring us through the next time. And we know that God can bring us through something else and something else. So I think it's, it's like building up a muscle. Is everybody still with me? Yeah. It kind of makes sense, yeah. hopefully. Okay. And then the other thing that why we can have joy 
and trials is because there's a reward. So I read verse 12 again, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So I've got my lovely medals, which I'm very happy with, but they mainly stay in the drawer, you know. I'm not walking around wearing them the whole time, <laughs> though I could do. Um, but we're going to get a reward. And, you know, in the, in the days when these letters were written, they didn't have metal medals for sporting events, but they would probably have a beautiful crown of leaves, something you've probably seen it in the pictures. Um, that would be the prize when they won the race. But anybody who will keep persevering will get the reward of having everlasting life and being with our Father forever in heaven. But we can start enjoying that now. We can wear our crown of life now. We can enjoy being with God now and having that relationship with him now. Okay. So, we're nearly there. We'd be pleased to hear. So, four reasons why we can have joy in trials or why God can redeem trials. He, he changes us, so he makes us better. Makes us mature. He brings us closer to him. He builds our faith muscle, our perseverance muscle, and he promises an eternal reward of, of life. Okay, so how can we keep going? I'm going to turn to the passage that, that Richard read earlier. So turn back two, two pages only in your Bibles, if you've still got them open, to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Okay. And it says this, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So there's quite a lot in this passage, but there's three things I want to say. How do we keep going? We run with perseverance. First thing is we just keep going. So we just keep going. We keep praying. We keep believing. We keep coming to church. We keep meeting together. We keep encouraging each other. We keep reading the word. We keep trying to stay close to Jesus and we just keep going. So when Ken was really unwell, there were a group of wonderful ladies that supported me and there were some friends of his that supported him as well. Um, and, you know, sometimes I was just, my head was just so all over the place. I just didn't know what to do or, or how to pray and I couldn't pray. I couldn't really do anything. I was, I was coming to church more out of habit, but I would come to church and I would cry every week for about four months. Every week I would just cry. Um, but my friend said to me, you know, if you don't feel like you've got the energy to pray, just sit with Jesus. Just literally sit down with Jesus and say, okay, Lord, I'm here. So I would do that. And there was a river by our house where we lived at the time. And sometimes I'd just go and sit by the river and say, okay, Lord, I'm here. And sometimes not much would happen. And sometimes I would have pictures of Jesus and, and sometimes um, he would talk to me in different ways. But I would just wait for him. But I would always know that he was there. So whatever you can do, however big or small, 
whatever the Holy Spirit's showing you to do, just do it, keep going. If the Holy Spirit's saying to you, go for a walk, you know, and hang out with me, the Holy Spirit's saying to you, just sit down, have a moment. If there's one song that you know, and that's the one song that you want to sing, and you want to sing it again and again, whatever you can do to keep going, just keep going. The second thing is we fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, and we come back to him and we come back to him on the cross and remembering that he suffered for us, remembering everything that he went through. And we just say, Lord, I need you. I'm going to put my eyes back on you. I'm going to try not to look too much at the situation. I'm going to try and look at you instead. And that's not always easy. But again, whatever you can do to fix your eyes on Jesus, whichever way the Lord leads you to do that, just give it a go. And sometimes when we were going through that trial when Ken wasn't well, the way that I would do that was I would put some scriptures around the house, um, relevant ones, about having a sound mind. I had one on bedroom door about having a long life if you trust in the Lord, because for some reason in my mind, Ken wasn't going to live. He, he was there was like a spirit of death. So it was quite heavy stuff, um, but I I meditated on that scripture. I would read it every time I went into the bedroom. No, the one who trusts you will have a long life. Um, so find a way of fixing your eyes on Jesus, whatever that would look like for you. It might be different for you. It might be talking to a friend. It might be listening to a message, putting Christian radio on, whatever. But find a way of fixing your eyes on Jesus. Okay. The last thing I want to say is borrowed faith. So what was really wonderful when Ken wasn't well was the friendships that we had in the church that we were part of. And the ladies and friends that would text me and, and say, are you all right? Anything you need? Can I pray for you? Or they would just do stupid things like say, I'm going to the supermarket, do you want to come? I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'll come with you to the supermarket. But it was just having company, and that was really helpful for me. Um, um, and helpful because I couldn't see a way forwards. I couldn't see how things were ever going to change. I couldn't see what was going to happen. Um, but other people who'd been through similar things shared their testimonies with me. And one person said, you know, I was really mentally ill and I, I couldn't concentrate, I couldn't focus, I couldn't do anything. Um, and she described how unwell she was. And then she said, yeah, but, but God healed me. And at that point, I then de- decided, okay, God can heal that person, he can heal Ken as well. And um, mental health is a very complicated and different things different for everybody. I'm not saying God's going to just take it away completely for every single person, but for Ken, he did. And um, it took time, it took quite a long time. But there was, there was a miraculous healing that took place. But that would never have happened if my friend hadn't have told me her story. So when we're struggling, it's, it's okay to ask for help. The passage talks about the cloud of witnesses. And if you want homework, you can read the whole of chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, which talks about lots of men and women of faith. Um, but there's lots of people here in our church that have been through things that can encourage you if you're going through something mm-hmm. we take it in turns when we need help we can ask for help when we're not needing help we can give help you know it's fine to ask 
ask for help. I think we're quite good at this as a church, at supporting each other, and I think that's a really beautiful thing. But let's keep doing it. Let's keep asking for help. Let's keep giving help. Ask for prayer. Hang out with people. Whatever, whatever it is that, that is needed. Okay. So, just wrapping up. I say, if you don't have faith in Jesus, but you think, having listened to various messages and you've been to church and you've been around for a while, if you think you want to have Jesus in your life, please think about it. Please take it seriously. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, please take it seriously. Please talk to somebody before you go about that. If you had faith and you've lost it, or it's, you don't know where it's gone, you don't know what's going on, because life is hard, so sometimes the trials, it's not possible to keep going. Sometimes it's just too much and things happen. But if you want to commit your life to the Lord again, please, please talk to somebody before you go. Even if you're not sure, please talk to someone. And if you're going through a trial right now, and everything's too much, just come and put your eyes on Jesus and let him do the rest. We don't have to do anything. We just put our eyes on Jesus. He can do the rest. He can pick us up. He can be there for us. He's our support. And if you're not in a trial, just keep going. Just keep going, keep turning up, keep believing, and let's support each other. I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are the one who helps us to keep going. And that you promise the crown of life for those who persevere under trial. Lord, we, we need you. In our challenges, in our situations, we need you. Come and help us. Amen.